You're now tuned in to The Lease Up, an affordable housing podcast produced by the Africatown Community Land Trust designed to highlight the Liberty Bank Building on 24th and Union in Seattle. The Liberty Bank Building Development is a partnership between the Africatown Community Land Trust, Capitol Hill Housing, Bird Bar Place, and the Black Community Impact Alliance. And when opened in February 2019, the Liberty Bank Building will provide 115 units of affordable housing to our community's most vulnerable. The Lease Up podcast documents progress on the road to full occupancy of the Liberty Bank Building through a series of interviews with key people from the Africatown Community Land Trust, partner organizations, tenants, business leaders, and community members at large, all assembled to tell the historic journey of the Liberty Bank Building in their own words. The Liberty Bank Building stands on the very land where the historic Liberty Bank once stood decades ago. Liberty Bank Building was the very first African-American-owned bank in the Pacific Northwest. Although the bank is gone, the new Liberty Bank rises on a future that honors our past. Welcome to The Lease Up. Welcome to the Lisa. You're here with your girl, Treyana. I am actually here with two amazing, amazing business owners. If you guys have tasted any of their food, you know who I'm talking about. It is Christy and Damon from That Brown Girl Cooks. Hi, you guys. Hi. Hey, hey. Thank you for coming on to the show. We're so happy to be here. This is awesome. Well, we're happy to have you guys, honestly. There's um, some amazing things happening in the Central District, and you guys are definitely a part of it. So let's get into this. Let's get the community to understand a little bit more about you guys. So when was that Brown Girl Cooks founded, and why? That Brown Girl Cooks was founded in 2012. That Brown Girl Catering was founded in 1996. Wow. Yeah, so it's a little, it's interesting when people ask me that question, but yeah, we, we've gone through a couple of lifetimes, and I would say originally that Brown Girl Catering was a few different things. I mean, just my opportunity to strike out on my own and do my own thing. I had been doing like, you know, doing it as a side hustle mm-hmm. while I went to culinary school, but when I got out, you know, it was definitely time to to move up to the ranks and, and do my own thing. But I still had to work. Yeah. Um, eventually, I got through doing a lot of things for New Covenant Christian Center and a lot of community activities. I uh, got asked to do catering for Nordstrom's website. And uh, their, their um, office needed catering two times a day, probably about two to three times a week. So I was wow. working full time and then I was doing that as a side hustle, but shortly realized it couldn't be. So I had to make that decision and I went on and did it. And from that point, then we started with all the official business of doing catering under that Brown Girl Catering. Wow. So then what was the evolution from that Brown, from catering to cooks? <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't say nothing about Jaws Intimate Events. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the throwback. That's like, that's a little bit further back. <laughs> Ooh, early on in the catering days. Oh, yeah, that's where I was still kind of in school. I had gotten out of school, but I was I didn't know exactly what direction I wanted to go in. So I was going to do uh, intimate events for married couples. 
I did it. I did it for like a few years. We did like little small one-on-one dinners. I come in, I'd set up all the atmosphere. I could go as far as getting a limo, getting your lingerie, all the things. And then I was going to cook you dinner and be like a personal chef situation. Oh, I was super nice. excited about that. Yeah. And you did that for a while. <laughs> I did it, but I had a business coach through Washington Cash. Well, what mm-hmm. was Washington Cash, which is now Ventures. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, that's great. And what else are you going to do? <laughs> and how are you going to make money off of this? And, you know, give me some numbers to make this to prove your point. And I really couldn't. When I got into it, I realized that was more of a passion project. And mm-hmm. it tied in my desire to do s- sex work. <laughs> and and figure out ways to like meld it. And at the time I was really heavily in the church. And so that's kind of where that was. That passion still hasn't died. I'm still very committed to doing the sex work, having conversations about sex. Hopefully at some point I'll be able to mix together uh, sex and food and, and be able to do that still. But realize that I couldn't prove the ability to make money with that. Yeah. So then that's why I had to like widen the scope. And then when I was doing all my research you know it was like okay and then that brown girl came from a girlfriend i had her name is bridget pines and she would always see me and my sister and she would say that's those brown girls i know and love and she would say that and we would always laugh and then when my dad died i wanted to be able to have some kind of tribute because i knew that at some point i might change my name and thought hey let's do that brown girl so that's where that came from oh that's beautiful that's awesome. So who are the principals in the business and what are their responsibilities for that brown girl cooks? Well, I am Chef Christy Brown and I am the founder and co-owner of that brown girl cooks. And I'm Damon Bomar. I am the uh, co-owner and operations manager of that brown girl cooks. Absolutely. So explain to us what your responsibilities are, Damon, in the business. Make the show run. <laughs> Keep her on task, you know what I'm saying? Um, basically, I create strategies um, for our operations and help implement them. She pretty much guides the ship. Everything that I do is um, <clears throat> mapped out from her desires and where we both see the business going. And so kind of going from you know how we present ourselves in the public to how we operate to how we're hiring – to how we present ourselves in the social media sphere, um, to the decisions that we make and when we're gonna make those decisions, pretty much run through me and we converse. I always say that like, um, if we're in a meeting, I'm the one taking the notes Mm -hmm. and translating that strategically to her. Mm -hmm. And then we both make decisions. And so that's that's how it goes. Well, that makes sense. Make it run, you need, Mm -hmm. you know? Make, everybody has to know the roles and make everybody the shit run, right? Everybody has to know their roles is so important. And, like, even sometimes, like, I forget and in my rush to, like, try to hurry up and, like, pass it off to him. I'm trying to duck my role. But no, no. You got to know your role. Like, it, and shut your mouth and do the work, you yeah. know? And then that's, that's really where it's at. Sometimes it gets a little difficult to get through all of those. That's right. But, you know, as long as you stay committed to the, to the vision, that helps you bring it back in alignment. Right, right. Well, good. Right now, what are some of the, like, current services that you guys offer or products that you guys offer? So we do full-service catering, um, food-focused. So if it comes outside of the food, we usually um, search out other vendors to help us out and create that project. Um, we do hummus made out of black-eyed peas. 
um, sell it in stores, so PCC, Whole Foods, uh, Central Co-op, a couple other smaller markets around the town. Um, we do uh, kind of a bar services that coincides with the catering, um, but it's a little bit separate because it's just a different operation. But uh, we do bartending, things like that, craft cocktailing, um, and then we do pop-up events. And we haven't done one in a while, but <laughs> coming up in this next year, we'll be uh, bringing it back a little bit. But um, yeah, it's so just kind of take a concept and produce a pop-up restaurant with that concept. Um, and then we have her lovely personality that we're, you know, as Chef Christie, as that brown girl, and as a voice and a perspective in the space. Mm -hmm. So as we grow, she grows and gets more opportunities to just talk about the things, you know, talk about her experience. And I feel as if that's one of the, the key drivers to the company is her personality and her love and, you know, how she presents herself. Absolutely. Well, that's great. And, you know, I have to say this because, you you know, you mentioned it, the Black IP Hummus. Mm -hmm. Let me just say I, about th this. So this year I was at several functions, okay, throughout the community. And just every time I'm like, oh, there it is again. There it is again. That Black IP Hummus. Uh, would you guys say that that's one of your most known products? And if not, which one is? I definitely think, I mean, but that was intentional, right? Like mm -hmm. we... When I first came back to do catering, which was two years ago, um, one of the things we wanted to do was, you know, work together, have all the brands work together. And so the hummus was like, we were gonna just do hummus catering. So that mm -hmm. meant that every time we walked out the door, right? And it just lends into, hey, that's so good. Where do I get that? Hey, you can get it at the store, you know? And it was an easy sale and it, and it still is. Like it's a very, you know, crossover, they really help each other out in that way. Um, so we did that, but then shortly after we started, people wanted all the cooking that that Brown Girl Catering did. Mm -hmm. So it was like, okay, so we had to figure out how could we do all of the things. So we have a much more limited uh, menu than we had with that Brown Girl Catering, which is nice. Mm -hmm. um, and then we also try to complement the hummus and what we do too. I'm gonna say, the Black Eyed Pea Hummus is the reigning champ right now. <laughs> but off of the last few gigs that we've done, the roasted collard green dip is oh, coming through strong. <laughs> Every time, like at those events, people would be like, yeah, okay, I've had the Black Eyed Pea Hummus yeah, before. Yeah. Right. But then they're like, well, what's that? It's like this creamy, blah, 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 blah. it tastes really, it's this roasted collard green dip, and it's it's crazy. I will say it's true. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good to have some good products out there. Yeah, Maybe that's yeah. the next launch, right, for you guys? <laughs> I love that. Well, let's dive into a little bit about uh, Liberty Bank Building and you guys occupying this space. Talk to the people about why Liberty Bank. Hmm. I, you know, I get emotional every time. I wonder how long this is going to last. Like, it's such an emotional thing. Mm -hmm. um, I came to, move to Seattle in 1985. Mm -hmm. um, moved here from Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, originally, we moved, um, we lived off of Orcus and Martin Luther King. And then shortly after that, we moved to Renton. Mm -hmm. uh, I went to Renton High School. Whoop. <laughs> <laughs> Class of 88. No, no. 
But no matter where we moved or what we had to do, we had to come back to the city to go grocery shopping. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, we lived in Issaquah at one point and you had to make a trip at least twice a month to the promenade so you could get your stuff. Wow. You know, and so doing that, I would say really built up my connection. I went to Tabernacle, you know, all my friends went to Garfield. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, I was in that realm, but, um, so, you know, you go familiar, you go with what you know. So it's like, Hey, where can I get some da da da, Mm -hmm. you know, can I get some grits, you know, (laughs) something simple. And it seems so simple, but it's not in Seattle. It's complicated. And so it wasn't then, though, because Miss Helen was right there. That's right. And I could just walk up in there and get my little fried egg, how I wanted it, because she wasn't trying to give me no runny egg anyway. <laughs> so then I could get the fried catfish. <laughs> and, you know, she really wasn't cooking what she didn't want to cook anyway. <laughs> so that was great. And then I met Squirt. I should, should call her her proper name now, just Darnell. <laughs> um, but I met them through also going to New Covenant as well. So I had that connection. But then my mom and dad loved to go to Miss Thompson's. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, that was the special occasion. Family, people come to town. Where are you going to go to eat? That's where you went to go eat. And there were other restaurants like, oh, Sammy's. You want to get a burger? What was that one spot up at the promenade? The one up there. Comfort Kitchen. Oh, that food was good. Mm. That food was no, good. Was I don't hear minute. people talk about that so much it was anymore. Quick. Yeah. It was quick. I feel like they opened in. Oh, that yeah. food was good. That was quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so it's like, you know, you have all the, you know, home of good, you know, just places that have been around, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was just, it was just always a place, you know, places you had to go. And so um, to be in the Liberty Bank building now, is just like an honor. It feels like everything that I work for in my career is coming full circle. And on top of that, I get to pay homage to all of these amazing women, particularly. You know, to be on the same block as Miss Thompson's is like, oh, you know, I will say I've said it out loud, but if you know Miss Thompson's family, if you can connect me, I would love that because, um, if you're listening to me right now, like it's important for me to make sure that somehow, some way, I'm I'm ready to pay tribute to her out loud because it's a big deal. Um, and so th- I think that for me, that's one of the biggest things is that I get to be in this in this like royalty alignment, and yes. it means it means a ton to me, but it means so much to the community. And so when I'm Absolutely. out and folks are like, yo, are you, you're opening on 24th at Union, dog? What's going on? Oh, my God. You know, and then the older people, like, I've had people cry. Like, and it's not over. Like, people are just finding out. And every time I just look forward to telling folks so that they feel like they have even more things to get, um, get, look forward to. Yeah. You know, but also, wonderful conversation we were having yesterday is there's so many other of us that are doing the work and I don't want to feel like I'm the we're the pinnacle of the situation there's so many people out here you know right thing I think the beautiful thing is that we'll be an anchor for it and a passageway for you to be introduced to the other people that are doing it here already because there is there's a lot of restaurants um food spaces here that are that are not in the cd but are are doing the thing and so for me, I think it's a future thing because, mm-hmm. um, you know, I grew up, you know, went to Garfield, woo woo, woo woo, bulldogs. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but 
as a young as a young person, you're not really cognizant of what's going on in person and how the culture is shifting and how the community is shifting. It wasn't until I left for college, I went to DC and I came back and was like, oh snap, like what's going on here? Yeah. You know, and I'm and I graduated in two thousand nine, so I'm at the like the height of gentrification in the city. So it was changing all while I was growing up. But um so then coming back and being like, well, dang, ain't nothing here no more. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And so for me it's like I want <clears throat> I wanna build something that can anchor people that are from here and people that are coming here so that we can create a new community and honor honor the history of the CD by creating a space that brings that black community back together, you know, and then we can then decide, all right, bet, well, now we got this spot, let's 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 keep it pushing. Let's let's do right. it. You know, cuz as you know, there's other projects opening and so it's like then, you know, when, you know, it's how business works. When we, you know, we create a successful business, it can help foster foster the success of another business. Mm-hmm. And so we just do that and then like Right now, there's a boutique that just opened down the street on Martin Luther King and Union. There's a post office that just opened. There's a cheese shop that just opened over there. So it's like us being there is going to bring it in. And it's like, okay, well, we're here too. Bet, let's do it. So I'm, I'm really excited about that part. And so I'm really excited about recreating the, I won't say recreating the community, but as just establishing a new community that we can just like hold down. You yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. And some, so much of what you guys are talking about is really intriguing to the community, right? Like the, people want to know how difficult was this process for you guys? Who were some of the agencies that helped you guys secure that space in Liberty bank? You know, maybe how replicatable is this, you know, hmm. you know, I think preparation meets opportunity. Um, and it's been, and then you add divine intervention to it, and then that's just what explains how this process went. So definitely, um, I always, you know, I'm a, I want to tell the story that this was pretty much prophesied into my life 16 years ago. Wow. Yeah, we had a visiting pastor that would come, and he was a prophet, and he would tell us like things, and and you know, I, I held this close to my heart, and I always said like I had these stipulations because I'm I'm a caterer, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I have a lot of pride in that. So. When we talk about transitioning to this, this is a huge transition. So definitely needed a lot of help. And we have a wonderful advisory team that helps us on a regular basis, you know, make this transition. The process, easy and hard, I don't think is the word that that can describe it just because it was a process. And so there were times where it was like, oh, quick decision. And there were times where it was like, all right, well, I really need to know more about this specific uh, process. Mm-hmm. Um, I think again, like she said, we had wonderful people that guided us every step of the way. Uh, I'll say, starting from the beginning, was Katisha Atterbury. Mm-hmm. Like um, she, well, I, yeah, she came in and really like put us on our shoulders <laughs> and 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 walked us through the whole process. Um, so yeah, big props out to her. Wow. Uh, she was the broker, so she uh, is coming from Ewing and Clark, but she really came in kind of as her own, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so that was that was wonderful. Um, then Walter, I don't, don't want to slaughter his last name, Suzette, yes, Suzette, uh-huh. Walter Suzette from the Capitol Hill housing side. Mm-hmm. Um, really, they worked together to kind of usher us into the space. Um, definitely 
And I'm going to name off all of them because you got to. Yeah. Definitely can't can't have this conversation without White King. Right. You know what I'm saying? I remember, you know, he told me about it when I first moved back. And it was interesting because we had a conversation about um, a spot that I used to work at in D.C. called Bus Boys and Poets. Mm. And it's a spot. It was like a poetry. It was a food spot, a poetry spot, concerts, you know, everything. And a community spot that really, like, brought cats in D.C. together. Mm. And so we had that conversation. And he told me that he was you know, working on the Liberty Bank projects. And then he was like, all right, well, what's good? And I'm like, oh, word. And then, so this is, this is, this is when we ushered us in. And so basically, like, we wouldn't be, you know, we wouldn't be here without him, you know, fostering that relationship and, you know, starting this project out. Um, and then down the line, like, Michelle from Atelier Drome, that's the architect that worked with us. Uh, Chris Parsons, the CEO of CHH, um, definitely put, up, put work on the line. Um, Chi Wong with uh, Craft 3. She's helping us with the financials to kind of get it to usher us into that it's space. It's a ton. It's yeah. a ton of yeah. people to yeah. make this thing work. I mean, we are definitely the foundation. And I say we. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people want to put the focus on me and I appreciate it. And it is a part of my journey. But I could not have done this without him. Like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to do it. I wouldn't have done it without him. And he knows that. <laughs> um, and so, you know, we're working on it. We're working on it. We're building a team, and it takes a ton of people. Absolutely. I mean, the the saying of it takes a village, you can never almost say it enough because it's so true, mm-hmm. and it's a little bit too real, right? Well, as we wrap up, I just wanted to kind of give you guys an opportunity to tell the, the people, like, let's give them some logistics. When are you guys going to open? Mm-hmm. When are you moving in? Uh, everybody's so excited to pull the trigger. Any Anything that we can look forward to date-wise? <laughs> Man, I've just been telling people next year. Next <laughs> summer, to be more specific, but, you know, when you're doing this process, there's no way for you to say folks that tell you a date now, that's almost like a curse. Right. So, yeah, we just say next summer. Mm-hmm. Next summer. Mm-hmm. Well, we occupy, we start construction in the space on February 4th. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the building opens for us, and that's when we start the uh, construction process. Yeah. Well, right on, you guys. Again, thank you so much for joining the Lease Up, coming on and giving the community some updates about you guys. Obviously, the the streets have been buzzing. You know, uh, everyone knows, you know, and as more people know, I'm sure you guys are constantly being approached. So we just really thank you guys for coming on and giving the community some updates. Everybody wants to know. So we really appreciate that. Yeah, no, no we appreciate no wanting to know. So absolutely thank you so much yes and this has been another recording of the lease up thank you for taking time to listen to this episode of the lease up if you're in immediate need of affordable housing please text the word home to 206-309-6324 to sign up for the africa town housing action alerts to receive affordable housing resources on your phone Make sure and catch past episodes of The Lease Up by visiting www.africatownseattle.com. You can also get information about the Liberty Bank Building by visiting libertybankbuilding.org. This has been an Africatown production.